let's move forward. Dave, I think maybe an adjustment to the agenda, discuss the ordinance uh, or the ordinance that you're proposing uh, for the businesses first, because the other ordinance will probably take the majority of our time. So why don't we yeah. try to knock that one out first? Yeah, this was a modeled after the um, Montgomery Township uh, resolution that allows businesses, uh, merchants to uh, undertake outdoor sales of merchandise and outdoor dining. Um, obviously, it requires the compliance with any and all uh, CDC guidelines for social distancing, uh, wearing of masks, etc. Um, I, I tweaked it a little bit. Uh, I, I, I wanted the, the plan that they submitted with, if they want to do this uh, outside uh, merchandise sales or dining uh, to show exactly where everything is going to be located outdoors. It's got to be on private property, can't be within the public right of way, and it certainly can't block any sidewalks or the ability of uh, pedestrians or persons with disabilities to uh, use the, uh, the sidewalks. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it's something that I think everybody wants to see, especially our, uh, our businesses. Um, and it certainly can be done if the appropriate precautions are taken. Uh, so that's, uh, that's before you, uh, I, I know that the board in the past has not generally taken action at work sessions. You can, if you want to, if you feel that this is a time, um, sensitive matter, uh, make a motion to adopt a resolution if you wish, but I'm not, uh, I'm not going to push that. No, I think it should be done on a televised or, you know, a televised session, okay. but, but there's nothing to stop us from discussing it. We can. Discuss oh, no, 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 no. By all means discuss it. Yeah. Uh, uh, open it up for discussion. Who, who would like to go first? With, uh... I have one or two questions. Uh, it's, I think they'll be really quick. What about some of the restaurants that have already started outdoor dining? They have some tables outside already. Uh, you know, how do we, is there, does that jeopardize that? Do they have to go, they have to stop and do the uh, plan or do they just give us a plan? I think we ought to approach them and say, look, you, we know you're, you're operating. Give us a plan. Uh, so that we don't have a double standard between the ones who have opened and the ones who have been, uh, I guess, good enough to, to wait. Um, there have been some instances where folks have opened and uh, did uh, put tables and chairs on the sidewalks and were not restricted to private property and didn't take any um, uh, appropriate actions for for to ensure appropriate parking. Um, and we have contacted those folks. Um, about two weekends ago, there was a lot of give and take between uh, Micah on one hand and a restaurant uh, bar owner on another hand about where things were located and how they had to uh, go about their, their outdoor business. So yeah, some have jumped the gun, but I think we should uh, treat everybody the same and ask for the, the same plan uh, of attack from the folks who have opened already versus those who have not. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them to have to like stop their outdoor dining and then restart it or wait for a plan. So yeah, that would right. be better. right. And again, we're we're trying to work with these folks. Absolutely. And then um, about the use use of an open flame outside the building is prohibited. I did notice that was on the other ordinances. That doesn't affect like 
one or two of our restaurants, I think Harvest for one, had a had a um, an open flame fire pit, pit area uh, that wouldn't affect them. Or I don't even know if they've turned it on yet. No. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah, so. can't do it. Uncle Ford did it himself. No, no, no. I I, I think that um, look, anything a barbecue. Uh, technically, a barbecue is a, is an open flame, but obviously, folks grill. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's uh, necessarily what they're talking about. Um, quite sure what an open flame is. I guess. Uh, I guess um, some kind of. If somebody wanted to uh, sponsor s'more making, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Tiki torches. Yeah. What about those propane yeah. heaters? I don't yeah. think we want to restrict that, do we? No, 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 no. And those are usually the uh, the caged sort of yeah. devices that have them. the heating elements inside. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that at this point in the time. But well, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I think some okay. Those are my two. Then Guru. Thanks, Green Parrot has them now just for heating purposes. Great. David, I have a question uh, regarding some outside dining. They are putting up like wedding tents. Uh, would that be permissible in, say, the parking lot of the shopping center? Um, well, that raises a couple questions, Alan. I, I know. <laughs> First of all, this the resolution would require them to demonstrate that they have maintained uh, their parking requirements. Uh, for the use. So if they're taking up parking spaces by you, by doing outdoor dining, they've got to show that there's additional parking that meets their parking requirements. Um, secondly, when you have car, some cars able to park in normal parking spaces, but they're immediately adjacent to or abutting spaces used for outdoor dining or outdoor sales, then you've got to have some kind of physical separation demarcation between parking and the outdoor use. And that's required by the resolution. The, the third item is, you know, tents are generally uh, categorized as temporary structures. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and usually you'd have to come in and get a, a permit uh, for those. Micah, maybe you can. Uh, it's anything over a certain square footage. So if it's a smaller tent, there's no permit required. But I, I, I was, that's one of the things that I was going to bring up is maybe we want to have any, any tent that they, they're proposing would, be re, would require a permit because uh, there's inspections that are, that are associated with that, that um, so the thing doesn't blow away or fall over or catch fire if they're using those uh, propane heaters or any of that stuff. There's a tent up at the Goodenough Ice Cream I was just at the other day. Uh, do they have a permit? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. Is our uh, code officer on, on the job or not? No. Who enforces that? Me. Okay, go get some ice cream. <laughs> Darn. I have a, have I have a question about the, the parking spots. I think we talked about this at uh, other supervisor meetings in terms of... Uh, if we're not passing a resolution for two weeks or whatever the heck it is, uh, by then uh, perhaps the township is and the and the county is going to be in the green phase. I don't. 
for let's just talk about the restaurants. How, does that mean that restaurants can have indoor dining, but at 50% capacity in the green phase? I believe that's what it means. I mean, at Jack Green. So then uh, the required parking, uh, like in the Bricksmore in the village of Newtown uh, shopping center is already a very low uh, number per table or whatever it is. Would that be now the requirement would be half of that at that in that phase? Well, the, well depend, yeah, I guess it depends if they're doing outdoor dining as well. That if they have, the yeah, if they're doing market. outdoor dining, I guess. Or even if yeah. they're having indoor dining, well, it doesn't matter unless they're using parking spots for outdoor dining. Well, the, the village in Newtown was based on, on the, the shopping center use. It wasn't, the parking is not allocated to each individual restaurant. So that's a little different animal than, um, say, just a, say um, just a regular restaurant. So if I, if I was solstice, for example, just to use an example, uh, and I had 50% um, indoor and uh, I have a, a patio in the back uh, that can be used and you got to have social distancing. And then I still want to do some outdoor. I mean, they have a, a, a sidewalk in front of, I don't recall, I have a sidewalk in front but maybe they want to use a few of their parking spots for some outdoor dining. I don't know why, but I'm just speculating. Would that mean that they are they are encroaching on the parking that's allowed for the shopping center? I don't understand how that would work. Well, it's possible, John. Uh, you know, we, again, we can get into a heavy-duty analysis of the parking ratios allowed for Bricksmore, and if certain spaces are used by outdoor dining establishments, that removes those spaces, and where would other spaces come from? But A, I think the whole thing is generally temporary, uh, and, and B, we're trying to help these businesses, you know, get, get back on their feet. I, I, I don't think anybody wants to take out the slide rule and, and sit there and say, well, I'm sorry, uh, you can only use uh, one quarter of one parking space because other than that, you're going to be uh, disrupting the whole parking ratio of the shopping center. Well, it's that, that kind of thing. Dave, in regards to Bricksmore, it's not the disrupting the parking ratio, but no, none of those establishments actually own or their parking spots out front of their buildings are reserved for them. That's correct. The parking calculation, somebody could park in front of Solstice and go down and eat at Iron Hill. Correct. So, I mean, in that regard, they don't, those spots aren't really reserved for those particular restaurants. It's, it's on a, it's on a, a, a development whole basis. Exactly. So I can't, uh, unless Bricksmore themselves gave them permission to block up two or three uh, parking spots or how many they, they're asking for, they're still impinging upon the parking for Chipotle and for Iron Hill and for whatever, because all that is shared parking. Right. Is that correct? Correct. Well, now, there's an outdoor area for tables in between the buildings over there. I don't know. That's between Chipotle and uh, I forget the other one, the pizza place, maybe. 
So there's already outdoor, and then you got the amphitheater, which I guess people can go and take their food, like takeout. But I had a couple of other questions, um, if I can. Um, you um, state that this is a temporary 90 days. Um, what if uh, we need to extend this? I mean, uh, this goes in the green phase and, and through whatever, 90 days is three months. I hope we don't have to extend it, but I guess we can extend it if we already pass it as a temporary. Yes, okay. yes, exactly, John. We can, it just takes a simple motion to extend the resolution. Um, I have a question on page two, the uh, number uh, D, uh, where it says, uh, if a merchant proposes to use part of a sidewalk for outdoor sales of merchandise and or dining, the merchant shall allow sufficient space for pedestrians and persons with disability to traverse the sidewalk while maintaining a minimum six foot distance between each person. What does each person mean? Does, you, they can't uh, oversee the distance between people walking past them. So you, it's not referring to pedestrian. Well, it sounds like it's referring to the pedestrians, but. Yeah, I, I think that my interpretation of what that means, John, is that if you're going to put a, a table on or adjacent to a sidewalk with a chair at it, that chair would better be located at least six feet from where the nearest pedestrian could walk. What? So, again, uh, to what? me, I don't think any outdoor dining can take place on sidewalks because sidewalks are used for pedestrians and they're within the right of way. So I'm you're saying do it on, on what, this, what this means is that like the Green Parrot can't have their tables out, out on the sidewalk as they currently do. Uh, that may, it may mean that, yes. Micah, can you address that? If they're in the configuration they're currently in, it's fine. Why is can it? we add something into this that that uh, spe specifically prohibits uh, the occupancy of any right of way, or and add add a specific in there that it, it needs there needs to be five foot maintained five foot a five foot wide path needs to, clear path needs to be maintained on any sidewalk. So a pedestrian should be not within six feet of whoever the local diner is sitting at that table. Is that what you're saying? According to what, what was just read. If I'm walking down in front of the green parrot, the person sitting at that table should be at least six feet away from me. Even though I'm walking, they should be six feet away from the nearest pedestrian. Yeah. I'm just asking for interpretation that, because that's, that's, that's what that, that, basically says. Yeah, I don't think that works. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. To keep the tables and chairs away from the sidewalk? No, to make, to make it so that a table or a chair can't be six feet within a pedestrian walking by. That's ridiculous. The pedestrian can go on the other side of the street and walk if they want. Or, or have them walk in the street and get hit by a car. I mean, I don't, I don't know what is the right thing to do well, i think you've i think you've got to keep the sidewalks clear I, I i to me look the green parrot can has a side and a rear um for them to put tables and chairs out on the sidewalk that runs along sycamore street in front of their building 
pedestrians should not be required to confront a situation where they've got to get closer than six feet to people sitting, eating, cross the road, go down the other side and then cut back. That's absurd. Well, the argument was made to me that, you know, in, in uh, helping businesses get started is uh, also a, a uh, visible, has to be visible. And having people out on the streets, on the sidewalks, dining, gives a message that, you know, we're open for business. Uh, basically, and it adds a little bit to the ambience, maybe for a time being. And uh, also, I was told that there is a certain amount of feet in front of the building that is not public right away. As far as uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not that's, an expert in all of this. That's something that we can look at. I agree. If there's if there's an area in front of the building that is outside, but not in the public right-of-way of Sycamore Street, then that should be able to be occupied. I think we're talking about the sidewalk itself and, and the ability of folks to walk down that sidewalk without, ha without encountering and having to avoid diners. Well, encountering and avoiding and being six feet away from them are two different things. I don't, I don't, not always, John. I like, however we illustrate this in the ordinance, I think, in my opinion, a configuration like the parrot with the five feet wide sidewalk should be acceptable. And I'm not sure if, which, I hear two arguments. There needs to be five foot right away for pedestrians and people with disabilities, understandable. But I don't think you can say you need to be six feet from a diner. That's never gonna happen. That's not gonna work. I don't think anywhere. I agree. Well, I don't care if families sit around a if families sit around a table and they've been quarantining all together. I don't care if there's no distance between them. No, no, no. I'm walking down the sidewalk and I come to other people sitting at a table on the sidewalk or very close to the sidewalk. I would like to stay. I would like to stay six feet away from them. Well, Dave, that's your opinion, and I think it's up to the Board of Supervisors to really define this. You know, I thank you for writing right this. Right away. But, right um, away. We're all looking at the green parrot, but right across the street, the Sycamore Grill, which also has some tables outside, has ample space, probably six feet, that a person can walk away from those tables. So you're talking about a place that has been configured for outside tables, as a place that is putting outside tables out there and configuring it themselves. So I don't want to, I don't want to, to have or the, the responsibility of a person having to walk into the street to avoid diners, because then what's the legal aspect if they get hit by a car and we're going to be on that long list of suits that these people, because we impinged upon a pedestrian safety. Now, we're not bothering the diner. We're just asking that there be a six-foot buffer between that particular diner and the person. All right. On the other well, side of the street, there is. This is there an is. extraordinary uh, situation that we're trying to address here, and we need to take some measures that are, you know, maybe uh, some places are not built for it. Uh, but, you know, what's good for the chicken on the other side of the street should be good for the parrot, too. So, you know, that's... Well, the parrot, uh, the parrot was never... Well, also, the parrot has the convenience of their porch, which is open-air space. Uh, no other restaurant has that. Uh, Guru has a uh, deck, which they can take advantage of. 
uh, La Stala Market has a porch. La Stala Restaurant has a back area. So some places were prepared for, well, they, they're not prepared for COVID, no, but they have been for dining outside. Even if you look at the dining area, the tables that are set up at Newtown Pizza, there is a, you, there is ample space for pedestrians to ride to, to walk by. Absolutely. So, I'll, I'll argue it's probably not six feet, though, Phil. The Green Parrot just happens to be a, an exception because their outside was not configured for tables to be on the street. Now, they were configured for that nice porch that they have, but they weren't configured for, for eating outside. So is the porch considered outside dining? I think they're using it right now. Well, I mean, it, it is. The only reason it's a patio is because they weren't allowed the indoor square footage for parking. We made them. We made them declare it as a porch because well, uh, it's a park. porch that they could be opened, Not us. opened up for the summertime, but they could also close it as an indoor area in the winter time, which gives them additional seating space in, uh, in the winter. So the Green Parrot has somewhere ahead of the game. A little bit of the best of both worlds there. Seems but, like they're ahead of the game. That porch is huge. I mean, that's that's a big area that if if it doesn't count toward indoor dining and and they can use that and now. They also have a sidewalk area on the side of the building, which is on Silo Drive, which a few tables can be put there, and that's not impinging upon anybody's. But walkway. but you know, if you're if you're eating in their porch area and you're sitting near the, the sidewalk and somebody can walk by less than six feet from them. That won't be accurate. I, don't, I think I don't, it's I set back more than six feet from yeah, the side. Fine. There's a flower bed. Yeah. yeah. David, I have a question for you. The the parking spaces on Sycamore Street that are immediately in front of the Goodnow complex. Are they controlled by the township or the state? Because you could probably create no parking in front of those businesses on that side of the street if it's a critical issue. Um, I know that they're working supposedly at 50% capacity, indoor and outdoor. The requirement for parking would be reduced except for um, the retail spaces that probably are not going to be opening until this um, yellow period is passed. But just just the thought, I didn't know if we have the opportunity to section off parking spaces. Alan, you know that those those parking spaces have been calculated into everyone on Sycamore Street's off-street parking. So. Those parking spaces have been calculated by the Sycamore Grill, by Green Parrot. Exactly. Up. So, I mean, unless we can stack cars one on top of the other, those parking, place, uh, parking spaces have been configured and calculated into everyone's parking calculations. So for us to block anything off, there's, again, a, a situation where we're blocking off in front of the Green Parrot and the Sycamore Street uh, Grill is upset because some of their clientele could park in those spaces. So, you know, I, I understand, Phil, I, I just was suggesting since they're running at supposedly 50% of their capacity and the parking was based on 100% capacity, um, a reduction in number of parking spaces, you know, might be a possibility. I don't say it's ideal, but 
you know, if it's such a critical issue for sidewalk dining, that would be one way to ensure that pedestrians have a place to walk. They walk in the sectioned off parking spaces. Yeah, just a thought on the top of my head. Can I, can I make a comment here? Um, there, it just seems, from what I'm, what I've been hearing, the sidewalks are a challenge for safety, for six feet, six feet distance. But we also want to make sure that our 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 businesses have the ability to have people walking in them and enjoying whatever products and services they offer, whether that be dining or clothing items, whatever. I made a suggestion maybe a few weeks ago about getting having them do a special um, social permit or whatever it is, like, forgive me, uh, I don't know the exact terminology, where we give them, those businesses, an opportunity where we close off the street for a period of maybe maybe Friday, Saturday, whatever it is, and we just have them put the tables, if possible, out on the street, and they can use that area, and we block it off, and People can walk up and down the sidewalks without a problem, six feet apart, and everything is clear. And we don't have to worry about the dynamic of making sure people are six feet apart on sidewalks and so forth when they can police that themselves. Uh, I think that's a, that, that would be a probably a really easy solution because uh, all those businesses just have to get together and submit uh, an application or permit right request. And that might just solve all the issues that we have currently. That we're discussing. Well, that would be very hard to control. We might end up having a photo in the in the paper how people are out on Sycamore Street. They're not socially distancing. They're not wearing their masks. And then you're going to have. I mean, you know, I envision. A, a... I mean, John, we have John, we have that now. Like, I mean, we had a protest in Newtown, right? You've got people doing marches. I mean, people have to be responsible for themselves with this pandemic. And I think everyone is well aware of what they need to protect themselves. What we are discussing here is how do we help our businesses, right? So uh, I hear what you're saying, John, but I mean, if someone's worried, worried, concerned about, you know, contracting, you know, COVID-19, I'm sure they're gonna keep their distance or maybe not even show up or walk down that street. But that's just my thought because I think the sidewalk, I mean, I passed by this one, I ran past the Green Parrot. They may have what, I don't know, four or five tables out there. Um, that doesn't really move the needle, I don't think, for them in terms of having enough capacity and customers to help them in any way, shape, or form. I think that the street would give them an opportunity to do that, Sycamore and all the different businesses out there for people to walk in and use their uh their services and their products and everything that they offer. So yeah. that's just my thought. But one special day is not going to help them either. I said weekends. Wait, one on. weekend's not going to help them. No, either. I didn't say I didn't say just one weekend. Like it, make it consecutive. All right. Can I just? Let, let, I mean, we're 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 we seem to be the ones that are trying to either solve this problem or impose other uh, rules and regulations when we're not even the restaurant owners. My my we're business owners. Uh, well, my question is, has there been any complaints from the restaurant owners or business, unless, you know, maybe uh, Mr. Robin's not selling enough diamonds or something like that, but have there been any complaints from these people 
uh, in regards to not being able to serve their patrons properly. And the reason I'm, I'm saying is that are we painting a problem where there's no problem? Like if the green parrot is okay with what they're doing and no one is complaining about it, should we be imposing any kind of uh, additional restrictions? Same thing with any of the other businesses. What I'm saying is, is this self-governing among the businesses? Uh, I mean, have we had an influx of any complaints coming in, Micah, that uh, people can't get by, pedestrians can't walk by, or anything like that? Because if there are no complaints, I always view it as you address it when the complaint comes in. And if there aren't any complaints, we're just we're just making fodder for more complaints to be made. So maybe we just let let the businesses govern themselves in regards to what they're doing, as long as they're not breaking the law. Or and if they do break the law, I believe that it's up to the state police to go out there and govern them, not not us, because they're breaking state regulations. Is that is that correct, or am I misinformed on that? Well, the state would enforce the liquor control violations, um, but but other violations would be enforceable by the township. That's I don't think that's what Bucks County said. Bucks County said that the the state police were enforcing this. Well, that's not that, that's not what I heard. Maybe we should Bucks get County, the, uh, Bucks County said a lot of things wrong recently, and you know I wouldn't put much stock in, in what they have to say. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is they really don't have they really don't have much control. This is this is a state uh, governor uh, and and state legislature run quotes emergency declaration. Uh, the county. Well, this comes from the DA's. The DA. This comes from the district attorney's office, who mentioned that the state police will be enforcing this. Well, then nothing's going to get enforced, John, because there's not enough state police to do uh, okay. it. Okay. Guess what? Guess what? We nobody around us is controlled by the state police. You're talking about rural townships and things that don't have their own police forces. Uh, I think what it is, Dave, is that the state police would be called if there was a complaint. In any regards, what, how the seating is, uh, whatever, I think the state police are the ones that would be coming in. If I had a problem with XYZ place, I would call the state police because they're the ones that would be enforcing it. Because, again, it's, it's under the, the auspices of the governor, which is the state of Pennsylvania. Well, well I thought that the state police, now we, we have more leniency. In, in, in how we can do things. Maybe we go out there and say, hey, you, may, you might not want to do that, but not cite people. But the state police, from what I understand, is the is the uh, law enforcement organization that can enforce fines and so on. And if that's the case, wonderful. But I got to tell you, Phil, you call it, you're a business owner or you're a, a resident who doesn't like what a business is doing. You call the state police and... 24 hours later when they get back to you and or arrive on the scene you can tell them all about it well it's it's, it's, it's a matter of what our police will tell people if people come to them to complain what do our police department say do they say okay we're responsible we got to go out there and police this or do they say please call this number for the state police michael what have you heard if there's any if there's any <clears throat> violations of the 
and we pass it along to the, either the state police or um, Bucks County if they're if they're the issuing agency, health department, any of that stuff, um, or liquor control board. The yes, businesses that were that are opening that aren't supposed to be open, we'll talk to them. We'll go out and say, "Listen, you know, it's the governor's order, just so you know." you know and that's really about the extent of it okay but my question is our police department do not have to go out and enforce anything like this is that true they don't have to no this is a govern it's the governor's order everybody's working together though and to get any kind of response time at all the local folks are going to are, are going to be called you can call the state police all you want, and you might see a state policeman the next day. Well, I don't really care about that. What I care about is overtaxing our police department if there are complaints. Mike, is that happening? Not right now, no. We're not getting many complaints about anything right now. That's what I'm saying. I mean, let, let, me, let me go back. I'm sorry, Dennis, go ahead. Say my, my understanding was if a complaint come in, they do an incident report and pass it to the state police for enforcement. Yeah. That answers my question. Thank you. Well, then let's go back to this this ordinance itself. It sounds like uh, our businesses are being self policed. Uh, they are if they are following the rules and regulations, that's great. If not, we may send uh, somebody out there to just say, "Hey, it's not going this right way." My question is to the board. Is this resolution necessary if we have some sort of working arrangement already with the businesses on how things should operate? Are we are we throwing something out there that doesn't need to be thrown out there? Why don't we just eliminate some of the paragraphs in here that try to put limitations on it and we can make it a statement that we support what local businesses are doing as long as they whatever, there's some wording in there about breaking higher authority law, you know, forget this thing about the, the sidewalk, forget about the, the parking spots. I don't know, there's a number of things in there that we can just eliminate and show that we support uh, local businesses and, you know, believe in, if you want to say self-policing or whatever, but they should still send in an application for what they want to do because if it becomes egregious, then maybe we want to take a closer look at it. In the Montgomery County, Montgomery Township, uh, the part about the sidewalk, if a the business uses a part of the sidewalk, the business shall allow sufficient space for pedestrians, handicapped individuals to transverse the sidewalk. Period, right? Yeah. They did not go into like distances. And instead of a uh, resolution, can we? Can we formulate some sort of, uh, I don't know, a declaration of how to do business during COVID? And instead of all these whereases and, and so on, just make particular bullet points of, of what we agree to and, and how things should be done. Is, is that, I think, more of a show of support? Uh, than this uh, full-blown resolution that we have here? Well, maybe we need input from local businesses and not make this a legalese document. And uh, we, we are supposed to have this uh, 
Economic Development Committee. I thought that was supposed to be on our agenda to talk about tonight. Task force too. I think the task force is uh, something that uh, again, if this is businesses, then the Newtown Business Association should be involved. Um, and again, if we wait two, three, four weeks, it, it, it's a moot point. I mean, things will be operating maybe at fifty to seventy-five percent. So I mean, as we prolong this, you know, uh, what's what's the purpose to have a resolution or a declaration two months from now? I, I think mean, you could. Hopefully, hopefully, we don't have another COVID uh, <laughs> come back. But you know, I think know. you could edit this, and you know, like. Uh, you know, take out a number of things and you still have a resolution that kind of says we support what you're doing, you know, as long as it's safe and as long as you give us a, an idea of what you're doing before you go ahead and do it. I know that Micah was, uh, you know, concerned when businesses go out there and just do whatever they damn well please, that that's not really something that we support either, but they at least have an application in and then we could you know, have some idea of what's going on and that they know that they're working with the township and the township's working with them. Then it's how much that Montgomery uh, resolution. What about it? Now how, how long is, how many, how many points do they have for that? They have six points. So it's one, one page, resolution uh, broken down to one page then. Yes, it's a page and a half, and then signatures at the bottom of the second page. So it's front and back of one sheet of paper. Why don't we have copies of that? I know we, we may have copies of it, but why don't we circulate copies of that one again? Everybody take a look, and we could discuss that at the next uh, board meeting if everybody's okay with that one. Maybe that's the one we adopt, since it's not that intense, it seems like, uh, as, as it may be. Which one's that, Phil? Uh, Montgomery, not Montgomery County, Montgomery Township. Township, yeah. Well, that I, I mean, I I took that one. It didn't even mention COVID. I, I thought it was somewhat poorly written. Um, I didn't add a whole lot of onerous requirements for businesses that they have to meet. I just sort of tweaked it to to have them show that they where they wish to do the outdoor sales and dining is uh, uh, you know within private property and um, you know they have enough parking things that the Montgomery Township resolution already require um, I'm not sure where, what, what direction we're getting well I think most of the criticism has to do with the paragraph D all right with yeah, the, I agree. with the space the six feet between people. Yeah. <laughs> My cat. Okay. There you go. Uh, I don't see anything much wrong with anything else, basically, uh, in this, although it may be lengthy. I don't know what you added or didn't add, but, uh, you know. Okay. Maybe you could tweak it more towards the Montgomery Township one without some of the extensive verbiage in it again i'm just looking at that this is hopefully well, going to be a temporary thing that you know it's and, only and, not, and it's 90 it, days but i'm just saying in regards to uh covid unless we get a re, re uh a relapse of it then we'd have to then we have to reconsider 
it all together. So maybe maybe it could be tweaked a little bit down to down in size to what the Montgomery Township one says, and incorporate all the valid points. But uh, like I said, I, I I don't think we have to add on to it if we don't have to. Well, I heard I heard during today's discussion alone that we want to require that any tent uh, obtain a, a permit for a temporary structure, and that um, the occupant uh, that the business cannot occupy any right of way and shall maintain a five foot wide clear path on any sidewalk. And, and those, I think, are in addition to what we already state in there. Well, we already so have some, we already have regulations on, John, about let tents. Let me finish. Let me finish. I've got <laughs> some add these provisions, and now I'm getting some don't make it as complicated and complex. I don't think anybody said to add the thing about the tent. We already have uh, permits required for tents, so we don't have to rewrite that again. Probably the same thing for open flames. You know, you don't have to put all this stuff in here. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't look over all the little details. I don't have a problem with most of the other stuff. But the Montgomery Town uh, Ordinance or Resolution uh, on letter D, they just, they stop at sidewalk in the very last line. They take out, they don't have the while maintaining the minimum six foot distance between each person. That works for me. That works for me. I mean, you know, you're putting obstacles in the way here. And people, we're talking about having uh, uh, weekends with people walking around and let them take care of themselves. You know, it's not our business to uh, to uh, regulate the six feet between people. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Hey, graduated. All right, Phil. I have one more question. Um, in terms of when, if we go to green, the resolution is no longer valid. But what happens if in October, back. COVID comes back? Can we reestablish this resolution or do you have to start all over again? It'd be too cold to eat outside. <laughs> yeah, I guess we can reestablish yeah, open flames. And uh, yeah, I mean, after 90 days, uh, we would have to reconsider if it's necessary or not, or it could be going to 120 days and then something happens, then we'd have to reconsider uh, establishing a, I guess it would be a new ordinance or an adjustment to this ordinance that we're, we're talking about. Why didn't you just say it, re resolution. it remains or, into resolution? I'm sorry, not ordinance. It remains in effect until it's uh, dissolved or whatever the wording might be. Can't you do something like that? Sure. Well, it ends at 90 days. Sure. I mean, the 90-day thing came from Montgomery Township, so it sounded logical because that's, you know, the time a, a, a tenable time frame. I mean, if you want to say it stays in, any resolution stays in effect until it's repealed. So I don't even have to say anything. I can remove the 90-day reference. I don't care. I think 90 days is fine. I, you know, we can renew it, whatever. It makes us reconsider where we are. Okay, everybody okay so far? Yeah, the only, like I said, the only problem I have is the six foot distance sentence that we take well, that we out. Well, we can have that stop at sidewalk and take out. Yeah. Uh, 
in our reality, people should be practicing six foot distance anyway amongst themselves. We can't follow them around through the whole township to make sure of that. So that's a uh, something that common sense would tell you. Now, if you drive through New Hope, that common sense doesn't happen. I think that yeah, the sidewalk's about four feet there. Oh, uh, and then no masks, nothing. I mean, these people were just, it was a petri dish for COVID-19, but that's, hey, you know, it's America. What are you going to do?